You're listening to Novastream's Morning Brew, the latest in movies, TV, games, and pop culture news every morning. Hello, Morning Brew listeners. I am here today with a very special guest, Hannah Levine, who is currently starring in the brand new Netflix show, Brand New Cherry Flavor, which is a thriller, drama, supernatural uh, TV show of sorts that I had the pleasure of watching over the last few days and thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Hannah, how are you this this evening in LA at the moment? How are you going tonight? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, thanks. And yourself? Yeah, good, good. Look, it's Brisbane's currently got a little bit of rain at the moment for the first time in months, so it's a bit of a dreary day, but it's nice to nice to have a little bit of rain here. Uh, look, let's let's talk about the show for a second because I was watching the first episode and I was very interested in the sort of inside baseball element of filmmaking and going into Hollywood as a first time either director or actor. And then the show sort of escalates from there in the second episode. But it, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask for the first episode, especially as someone who has gone from Australia to LA uh, to pursue acting, how much of that inside baseball lunch meetings, talking to producers, trying to make sure you're setting yourself up uh, as someone in the industry, how much of that first episode got those things right for in your experiences? I mean, obviously, like, Brand New Series Later is set in the quote-unquote early 90s, as yes. they tell us. I, I think the book is actually, it's based on a book by Todd Grim, Grimshin, and it is technically based in 1990. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I still think a lot of the stereotypes in the show are are pretty spot on you know a lot of the lunch meetings the sushi restaurants the <laughs> like ridiculous houses and sort of like kind of like fake starstruck slash kind of sucking up to certain people and the parties like it's yeah. pretty fun watching it even with the you know slight time difference of the 90s versus today but I definitely related to yeah just some of the characters in it especially I think really remind me of people I've met around the place in LA so yeah it's kind of nostalgic in a way (laughs) and obviously that's a minor aspect of what follows with the show because once you get into sort of the nitty-gritty of the show there is some very intense trippy moments we get introductions to as as it says in the tagline zombies and sex and gore and all that fun stuff that netflix love to throw out can you describe what you feel the show is about oh uh i mean yeah, that's a kind of a big question. There's a lot of themes within the show. I think there's a big story there about confronting what we're most afraid of. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, Lisa, the protagonist, really, you know, from the very beginning, she's been haunted by something. We know that she dreams of her mother, that she never met, uh, that she's literally kind of giving birth to things throughout the show in a way that are you know being taken from her so I think it's a lot about ooh, possession and ownership of um 
of ourselves and yeah yeah there's, there's a lot of big themes in there i should have prepared an answer for that no 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 because i i felt the same way watching it i was trying to nail down sort of what the show was trying to say and i agree with you in the sense of it has a lot to say and we're seeing that a lot now especially in horror that it's doing a really good job of sort of being a catalyst for themes like like possession and things like grief and things like that and it's weird how horror has become relatable in that in that sense uh you know we used to watch horror for slashes and gore and now we're sort of getting emotional catharsis out of it so uh and the show the show does that incredibly well and we were just talking about lisa the main character you play christine in the show who is christine in relation to lisa and, and what was your role uh within this series so Christine is also a character from the book. Um, you know, certain things were added to the series, but she is one that uh, is there in the, in the novel as well. In the novel, she's definitely she's actually always established as Lisa's best friend. But when they came to adapting it to the screen, Nick and Tosca and Lenore Zion are two showrunners. They turned Christine into, I think, um, more of a catalyst off the mark in the show. So basically when Lisa arrives in LA, she's gone there to, she has a meeting with a big Hollywood producer who is uh, going to potentially turn her short film that she just made as a student filmmaker into a feature film. So anyone who's ever been to film school can relate to that dream (laughs) that we all have. Uh, So she shows up in LA, goes to crash at her old boyfriend's house who's uh, character's name is Code, played by Manny Jacinto, that you might know from The Good Place, he's a wonderful person and actor. Um, and then we meet me, Christine, who is his girl, his new girlfriend, now living with him. So Lisa and my character definitely start off a little bit on the wrong foot with each other and then end up becoming friends in a way I guess not to give anything away but we we have a bit of a friendship journey there and uh you know I read a meme today about Christine saying <laughs> looking for a real estate agent someone to bury a body someone to <laughs> help you with a curse your girl I was like good at multitasking I guess <laughs> Christine does it all Christine's the yeah. the jack of all trades for the show <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, she's kind of like a yes man, so uh, yes woman, so yeah, yeah, she's a lot of fun to play. Then, obviously, the show's creating this sort of unsettling vibe throughout, both visually and tonally. And earlier on, Christine is is definitely a, more of a, a light hearted character, which sort of brings the show back uh, from its intensity a bit in a good way. Um, but there's also a pivotal moment later on in the one of the penultimate episodes uh where christine is actually a, there's a pivotal moment for her character and to where the story goes for you playing christine was there what did you bring to that performance that helped both that more lighthearted tone and then when you had to transition into that more serious tone what were you able to bring or what were you excited to bring to those parts yeah that's a great question it's something i definitely found a gift that was such a gift in a show to be able to have a character that really does go on a journey in this even just in this in the style of the show you know she is seen in in a different way at the beginning she does bring a lot of uh you know I some very funny lines to say like there's, there's a lot of comedy with Christine 
even just in her relationships with people. And then, yes, there's, as you say, a really intense turning point for her. And it was a challenge. I, I wanted to be able to still honor who I had set Christine up to be by that point in, in the end of the series, but yet honor the truth of what was happening to her that is actually like pretty terrifying. And there is not a lot of humor in that for, her, yeah. for me anymore, you know, for her anymore. One thing that was pretty crazy about filming that sequence at the end was that we had um, we had quite a few interruptions to filming, COVID being one of them, actually. Yeah. We were shut down for a long time from that. We had to kind of hold the production. But with our scheduling, this was in early 2020, before the pandemic, yeah. uh, there was something that happened on set where one of the actors had to go away very, very urgently for a couple of weeks and all the scheduling had to change. So all of a sudden... I got called the night before saying, oh, we're going to be shooting XYZ scenes tomorrow. And, and I took me a minute to realize they were talking about a completely different episode. I think we were on episode right. five. They were talking about episode seven, where all this insane stuff happens to Christine. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, no, no, no. We got tomorrow. Like, I'm not yeah. even... I haven't like I haven't reread those episodes or prepped anything. I was so thrown out of my element, but I think maybe in the end that adrenaline helped. Um, right? Yeah, of course. You know, just be there and be vulnerable the way she is, and yeah. you know, Christine always kind of has a bit of a front about her, and it was I think I probably felt a bit disarmed in those moments. So yeah, yeah, I think it it lent to it. Um, but I think this, this, the show walks a line between fiction and reality in so many different ways. And so mm. it was kind of a conversation at times with what is the tone of this? like, And it's yeah. hard because TV moves so quickly, but sort of had to stop and really talk about the scenes and talk about what, how much of the truth are we showing here? Or are we kind of lending, leaning more into this absurd world? Like, Yeah, what, for sure. You know. Um, one scene where I remember that really being um, apparent was actually the hospital scene when me and Code and Lisa and Zelda are all with Jules when he's all wrapped up in the bandages. Yeah. And Lou comes in. And it just was like very dramatic what Lou was experiencing, yet we were all kind of like deadpan slash saying things that really did not help his situation. And yeah. it you know, Lou's grief in that moment was so palpable, yet we were just all a bit like, you know, yeah, yeah, not, I, not really helpful in that moment at all. And, and we we're just like, oh, my God, everything's getting really serious and that we have nothing serious to say at all. Yeah, um, it's, it's just tough sort of finding that line uh, of sort of, because that's absurdity within the show in general. It, it pulls off absurdity so well. There's equal amounts of scenes that, I was laughing so hard. And then in the next scene, I'm like, I was creeped out. I'm terrified. And then you talk yeah. about Lou's grief as well, especially with what he has to go through after uh, what happens to his son. You kind of go, I, the show is toying. It's not telling me how to feel in any way, shape or form. And I can't imagine how difficult that would have been in those scenes to try and convey those emotions without being like the audience has to feel this within this moment. It was really funny. Like the tone of the show was, I found such a challenge. And like I said, a gift, a mm. challenge. And I know like a month into filming, 
I just felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I, I think because we were all trying to figure it out on set. Yeah. Like without really having conversation on what the hell are we doing? I think we were all like, all of us were kind of str- struggling with, are we on the right page here? Like, are, yeah. are we doing this properly? And uh, about a month in, Lenore, one of our showrunners, turned to me and she was like, you know, Netflix love you, right? And I was like, <laughs> what? No, no, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't I don't know anything. And she was like, oh, yeah, everyone is, because I guess they're seeing all the dailies every day. Of course, yeah. You know, and, and she was like, oh, they just love your character. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Yes, thank you, because yeah. I really just felt like every day I was going to get fired because I just felt yeah. like it was such a new tone and world for me stepping into. Uh, as an actor and uh, but I think now I've realized that all of us felt that way but you know yeah. you're kind of trying to fake it till you make it on oh, set yeah. and be like oh, yeah. I'm just hopefully no one knows how much I'm freaking <laughs> out but when Lenore said that to me I was like oh my god I'm not gonna get fired <laughs> I think I might be okay but even and, even uh, as an actress that must feel good because well, it must it must be quite rewarding I guess in the sense that you this work that you put into the character of Christine even though it's in broken blocks throughout filming, you're getting some sort of validation for that work you've put in. And that must feel pretty good. Totally. And I think with TV, my experience is in, in North America anyway, that it moves so quickly. And you also have different directors coming in, like on brand, usually in TV, it's a different director comes in for every episode. Yep. So they're not really there to be like, great job. You know, they <laughs> yeah. are focused on so many other things. And, and that's okay. You know, you're used to that. But I think because Brandy Cherry Flavor felt like a lot of new territory not to yeah. forget the pen but yeah yeah uh, you know it it felt like something very different so I felt like I needed a little more encu- encouragement even just like at the beginning to know I was doing the right thing but then I think you know we were all in the same boat yeah um, for sure and, and once I got some of that validation I was like okay no I think I'm getting more in the groove of this and um, also what you said about the um, absurdity, which I don't think we we see a lot on TV at the moment no. necessarily. No, not um, at all. I was with some of the writers on Friday night when we premiered, well, we sort of had our, when it all we got released. Yeah. One of the writers was saying to me that uh, he was like, it was a real challenge to write this show because everything that you would normally do in the storytelling the way you would explain someone's character's feelings or a moment, it was, that is not what you would do in this show. You would just do the opposite. You're like, well, that yeah. was, that's what I would normally do. So that's what I cannot do in this case. And I yeah. was like, I understood. I was like, I get it I, because as an actor, it felt the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Was, the moment you become close to a character, you kind of were saying something completely opposite. So it's, <laughs> it was a great challenge, but um, it was good to hear that everybody was kind of struggling to speak the language of brand new cherry flavor on the show. Yeah, abs- oh, absolutely. Yeah. And look, and and look, that's coming from from you, who also has a master's in screenwriting and directing, right? So you have this, you have this uh, experience and and idea of how these things sort of work, especially in a script writing process. 
but with with that master's degree and, and when you first read the script itself, how were you visualizing the show? Was it something, did it get pretty close to what we saw in the finished product? Or when you looked at it and, and even outside of just Christine's scenes, were there parts of your filmmaker brain that were like, I don't know how they're going to get this on screen or have it make sense on screen? I mean, absolutely. Like, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but the no. vomiting kitten, <laughs> the vomiting yes. kitten sequence was always like, how is this actually going to happen? And watching like how realistically they did that in the show, and oh god, actually, yeah. oh, like, <laughs> oh god, it's, yeah, it's insane. And what Rosa, who plays Lisa, had to like go through. I, I just like, gosh, she really went to hell and back for that role. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was just so fantastic in it. But uh, I definitely wondered how they were going to do that scene. There's some things in my mind that look a lot like what they were when in the screenplays were fantastic. Like these yeah. were some of the best scripts I had read in a long time. And I just like worshipped Lenore and Nick. I was like, you guys are friggin' geniuses. Like I loved the scripts. But they're, um, the visuals of certain scenes, like when Lou takes, um, Lisa to overlook on the Holland Drive, and they yep. are looking out of the city, and they, they, you know, Lisa tells him about her mother. Like I, that was very much how I envisioned it. Um, the apartment with the vines climbing everywhere, like those things, felt quite. They were very visceral in the script, so they, yep. um, they kind of matched it. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like it's, it's all. Well, we shot. We started working on this at the end of 2019, so it all feels a little uh, yeah, of course, long yeah. Ago. But certain things like Zelda, the character whose face is bandaged for most of it, that actually coming to life on set. The moment we were doing the scene where she has a plate of grilled cheese, yeah. we were dying. It was just like this is <laughs> so absurd. Like, <laughs> that scene was so great. Sad. It's just like taking it's absurd it's taking the familiar it's like a breakfast club kind of vibe scene uh with yeah. these film kids in LA but it's weird it's like why yeah. are the girls discovered in bandages like it, it's come <laughs> up. like yeah it's great and that's and that's where the show really really thrives is is creating that aesthetic tone to the show and, and one of the things I personally loved was the embodiment of the entity that haunts Lisa from the beginning is just it every time it was on screen it, it had this this vibe that that creeps me out and the sound design of it uh, incredible as well uh and the I mean the fact that like you said that if they were able to really create that image on on paper let alone recreate it in a show they must have it must have been a really fun gig to get. I can imagine when you when you finally got the role of Christine, this was sort of like, as much as you were worried, it, this was a, venturing into a brand new territory and, like I said, something we haven't really seen uh, or we don't see much on TV anyway. It must have been quite exciting to, to really launch into that, uh, not just the role of Christine, but the show, I could imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like I was ecstatic when I got the role like I had a number with one of those roles I had a number of callbacks on and I yeah every time it's like oh gosh oh, I <laughs> blow it. what's gonna happen um and the character was written American and then through right. the audition process um they knew I was Australian and it, they were just like what about like you know I guess in this world it's, there's so many strange things um 
They're like, what if Christine was Australian? And they just sort of took a risk with it. And it, I, you know, it, it was so fun to get to, <laughs> to do something in my own accent. But yeah. Um, yeah, the, it was just, like I said, I loved the script. I loved the world of the show. Um, actually, one of my first professional acting jobs when I was young was with the White Theatre Company. And I played um, a character in a place in the 80s. And it felt like a bit of a full circle then being cast in, in another very similar time period and just yep. the costumes and the, the fun <laughs> of that was just like, I loved it. It felt like kind of being back to theater, which is where I started from and getting a wig, which is like, it just felt like, you know, TV can start to be so natural a lot of the time. Um, well, I, I mean, I've been fortunate to work in some pretty like um, sci-fi shows, which yeah, absolutely, fun to step into another world. But Cherry was, I guess, you know, beyond because it was like a room with vines taking over and the style again. And, and yeah, for sure. Yeah. When, when you're talking about uh, having sort of done roles like uh, within, I guess we'll call it like fantasy as a broad term, when you when you got to play a role on Supernatural, was that one of the uh, most ultimate experiences for you as a fan of, of that show as well? Was that a sort of a, a surreal moment in your career? Yeah, I mean, Supernatural, so like confession, but I was a big fan of Supernatural <laughs> back in the day. Like, I mean, I'm talking like early days of Supernatural. Yeah. I just used to love it. This was like in Australia where you couldn't watch a lot of that stuff. You had to like sneakily like download things. Or, yeah, like, yeah. Copies off your friends, you know, it was back to those times. Um, so you could buy like the series on DVD or whatever. <laughs> and um Oh my god, I just loved it. I just thought it was so fun. I loved all the demons. And yeah. I remember just like as a joke being like, Oh my god, one day maybe I'll get to play a demon. That would be super fun. That's what that <laughs> and then it's just like crazy, like how literally I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm playing a demon on supernatural. Like I'm working with <laughs> the the character Sam, you know. And I was in the two hundredth episode, which I didn't yeah. even know when I um when I got the job I didn't know that and then when I all of a sudden there was this big kind of procession around filming and all the costume fittings and stuff and they were like well it's the 200th episode blah 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 and I was like wow I like totally didn't even realize and yeah um but it's supernatural is just like it's such a fun show it's been going it it went for so long and I did some of the sort of fans kind of comic-con things around um around that time and um so I met fans of Supernatural they're just like so invested in the show and yeah. they're just oh my gosh like it's it's really wonderful to see a show bring people so much pleasure and happiness yeah so, yeah I had a great time with that and that that sort of fulfillment as as an actress must be incredible but uh, there's also a, a uh sorry an element to your work as an as an artist as well, being able to use aspects of both your screenwriting and directing degree, has that helped you as an actress as well? Do you think understanding sort of the the behind the scenes process of filmmaking a bit more has that has that really improved that artistry for you? Do you believe? I mean, I think so. I I will say, like a lot of actors I know um, are interested in other aspects of film. Um, yeah. So I don't think that that's, you know, particularly out of the norm at all, but I definitely yeah. really enjoy 
good content and and reading good script. Well, what I find yeah, good sure. scripts and projects and um and and having a collaboration. Some of my very good friends are in all sorts of aspects of film, whether it's uh, visual effects, yeah, um, set design, um, makeup, directors. I definitely have. I, I know a lot of writers like I've I've always seen film I think because I came from a theater background as well like I've always yeah. seen um a story and whether that's a theater story or a film story as a creative group effort you know it, it's everyone's contribution yeah um yeah so I think in other ways it's influenced me to um try and have integrity in certain things but with acting it's tough because you know it's nice to think that you can pick and choose what you do but like yeah you know it's a job and, and yeah you for sure things and um you know you don't get a lot of input into the writing a lot of the time like sometimes you do if you're yeah. some sort of producer on the show but you know I've worked with a lot of very successful actors that are series regulars and, and cannot get stories really changed that much so yeah yeah for sure and so what's next for you, Hannah? Are you, are you going to look into more of the acting side of things? Do you want to get more into that producing, writing and uh, element of, of filmmaking at the moment? What's, what's up on the agenda for you? Uh, well, as far as acting goes, I'm, you know, auditioning for lots of different things and reading scripts. And so I'm excited to see what comes my way next. It's, yep. it's a pretty exciting time in terms of the amount of interesting content that's being made, especially post-pandemic well we are still in the pandemic should not yeah. say that <laughs> no no um, I, I get what you mean but but it, it seems like because a, a lot of production was halted during that time there's a lot of good scripts come out of it which is cool yeah um but for myself I so I made a short film in 2019 I wrote it yep. um I didn't direct it. I don't know if I foresee myself going into directing or not but um mm -hmm. even though I, yeah I did study it but writing to me is something that I guess I more actively have kept up. Yeah. Um, so I wrote this short in 2019 and we ended up playing a lot of uh, great festivals with it. We were super, I don't know. I feel like we just got super fortunate and we <laughs> got to play at um, Tribeca in New York. And yeah. we um, toured to be fun in Korea, which is an amazing um, fantasy sort of film festival. Um where Parasite sort of had one of its big premieres as well, yeah. same year. And um, yeah, so from that short, we got a lot of interest about developing that into a feature. So I've been really fortunate to um, have some support to do that. And that's been a big project for me. So I'm, you know, going through the draft first, proceeding a whole deal with that. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's been, been really cool. And, you know, it's not easy. I don't find it easy at all. No, God, so, no. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I do really love um, breaking a story and like figuring it out. And, and yeah. that side of things is, is yeah, it really gets my mind going. So amazing. Yeah amazing well thank you so much for for chatting with me today hannah i really appreciate it uh look the show 
from what I've seen, not even just me personally, from what I've seen, seen is doing quite well, both critically and uh, audience wise. I think a lot of people are really interested in, like you said, something new, something different. That's not really playing anywhere at the moment. No streaming service or, or network is really doing anything like what brand new cherry flavor has been doing. So congratulations on the release of the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, if, if people want to actually follow your journey and follow where you, what you're doing at the moment, where's the best place to find you online? Um, so you can find me on, if you use Instagram, I'm on there. I'm at Hannah Levine official. And on Twitter, I'm at Hannah Levine, just my name. Uh, and thank you, Nick, for your no. kind words and for supporting the show. And, no, what a problem. Uh, yeah, hopefully I will see you down the road at some point. I hope so too. I hope so too. I hope we uh, we get to do another interview like this for something that that maybe you have written as well. I think that would be very yes. interesting to break that down. <laughs> That'd be very interesting. For more on Netflix's brand new Cherry Flavor and all the latest in movies, TV, games and streaming, head over to our website, www.nervistreamnetwork.com.